Sanbonani, a very good morning, a very good afternoon, and a very good evening, depending on when you are going to be watching this episode. This is Talk Entertainment and Art, and I am your presenter, Nizi Salamine. And on today's episode, we are situated at Rambler. So a special shout-out to them for actually letting us host here and supporting us. They see the vision, and a big, big, big shout-out to them. And on today's episode, I am joined by someone I can safely say understands the trials and tribulations of the industry that we're in in Swatini and a special shout out and an introduction to Dr. P. How are you? Hey, how's it going? How are you guys doing out there in uh, podcast world? <laughs> Thank you for sitting down with us and well, for the people that don't know, can you briefly introduce yourself and who you are, how you got into the space because we know you're a DJ but I'm sure they don't. Yeah, um, I guess, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, a DJ, um, okay, um, Dr. P., um, Paul Dr. P. Tarvis. Um, I started off as a DJ um, in the country a long, long time ago. Um, I would say probably what, like 96, 97? Now I'm dating myself. But <laughs> um, yeah, 96, 97, that era there, you know, I kicked off as a DJ, um, got into the space, entertainment space, art. Um, through school, used to do stuff like drama, those type of things. But yeah, I really kicked off as a DJ into the DJ space. I was part of a DJ duo. Um, me and my uh, friend, DJ Simza, we made a group called the Spin Doctors back in the day. And as the Spin Doctors, we started playing out in clubs and those things like that and got into the space from there. And then, yeah, um, I don't know how much you want to know, but yeah, I started off as a DJ. Um, through the years evolving, being in the space, being involved in it, um, it eventually ended up being what you now, I guess, consider a music executive and then moved on to being what you can call in the space an executive producer. So I'm now involved in film, television, music, those type of spaces, even putting on concepts and stuff. So now as a producer, you produce. You get so what made you actually yeah. want to show from being on the forefront to actually being behind the scenes? Um, it's it's really a strange story. It's kind of evolution. Um, once you you know, as a DJ, you get to a point where um, it's it, it's kind of finite as a DJ in terms of challenge. Um, I've always been a person who who quickly gets bored. So when you get to something that isn't challenging you personally it's not about you know the other factors it's with you personally when the challenge hit its peak when it became finite i realized that okay there, there's more to it you understand the knowledge you gain as a dj you can then branch out to other things as you are now being involved in festivals you're going to see tours you're seeing places you're starting to see um <clears throat> other potentials and other business opportunities and things like that because if you want to make this as a career, obviously there's bills to be paid, so you need to kind of see where you know, the money is besides the passion. But ultimately, the reason from going from front to back, and I can't really say it's not really going from, going from front to back, it was just as you started seeing different opportunities, different areas of interest, different challenges, different reasons of why you want to get up every day and go through the things you do, um, that's what's got me to the point, I guess, is what, yeah. So for a person that's actually performed in clubs and everywhere, yeah. you, can you safely say that there's been an evolution in the entertainment industry in the country? We're forward or we're still slacking or, you know? Okay, yeah, that's weird. That's a good question. Because 
Um, to be honest, uh, the people that know me will will tell you that um, I kind of sing a different tune um, to what's going what's going on because I was fortunate to kind of get into the industry as a kid. So from like 14, 15, 16, that, those are the ages I started, you know, being with my older brother, who is considered, you know, one of the, the people who is, you can say, are pioneers in the industry. Um, uh, it's actually coincidental today is the anniversary of his passing. Yeah. Um, but uh, DJ Mabongza, my brother, my older brother, in being in those spaces from that age, I got to experience... I would say um, just just after apartheid ended, so now you've you've got all this like freedom in South Africa. You've got now all of this focus on black um, entertainment and black culture and pushing, you know, Mzansi and those type of things. So we 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 went from the cusp of just before that to happen that happening to then everything else that's come to this point, and. I would be a liar to say that we've actually evolved because um, we went from a time where we were kind of at par and ahead of the game because obviously isolation in South Africa, now this is like a history lesson, but obviously isolation in South Africa and culturally had kind of stifled what was going on. We had the exposure because you had a huge foreign contingent in the Swatini. You had the Americans, the British, all of these people that had set up camp here. So with that came the culture and all of those type of things. So things like hip hop, um, things like R&B, things like house, we were almost at the same level or if not ahead of them in terms of knowing of or those type of things, you understand. So now we went from a place where we could have been at par to all of a sudden being caught up with the lights and the happenings of South Africa and not really developing our own, you get. So we had a vibrant club uh, culture, you know, we, we put effort into stuff that was happening, it was growing, it was, you know, it was rich, it, was, it had huge potential to now becoming a sideshow because now, you know, there's a bigger player in the industry that, you know, instead of you looking at yourself as being able to compete with, you now are getting sucked up in being like a groupie, you, you're now you've got this inferiority complex oh we want to be in Jersey all of these type yeah, of things yeah, yeah. when those people were trying to come here like if you didn't cut if you didn't play Swaziland you're nobody really yeah they used to clamor this side we used to be on exchange tips with some of the biggest DJs in South Africa okay dude if I'm coming to your place okay we swap deal we'll have these on tickets or gate takings you crash on my couch all of this type of stuff. There wasn't this whole worship groupie mentality that we've developed now at home because now we're just pumping money into these people and doing whatever and falling all over ourselves instead of pushing ourselves, you see. There was a time where there was no need for that. And then obviously we'll get to it, but those people who perpetrated the crime of getting us into groupie status and now being having this inferiority complex. But trust. We haven't developed. We are not nowhere. You, you, you know what happens? Sometimes people mistake um, activity for industry. So just because there's a lot of people doing stuff, 
there's a lot of people making music, a lot of people in studios, a lot of people who are DJs or whatever. That doesn't mean that there's a real industry. There's no money exchange. There's no money going on between the two of us when we're really talking about it, you understand? It's almost like, I call it the emperor's new clothes. If you know the story, no one wants to tell the guy he's naked. We're, not, we're all per perpetrating a lie. We're just passing on this lie that we're all working. But we're not working. So now that you actually talked about the groupie mentality, there's this thing that we have as creators in the country where we feel like, you know what, for, for us to actually get recognition, we need to make it in South Africa first. And with that being said, do you think that mentality is going to change now? Because honestly, I don't think I see any improvement with the way things are functioning in terms of creative space. So do you think that mentality will change? Would see we're dependent on South Africa for us to actually pop. Okay, um, it's like a two, two, two plantation concept, you understand? The people in the smaller plantation think the people on the bigger plantation are, are, are better off, but you're both slaves to a, a lower mentality and thinking, you understand? The issue with us here is that until we start telling each other the truth, and until we start researching on how these things actually really work, how industry works, how you're supposed to be an artist, how you sell music, how you do things for real, not just like the hoax and stuff you hear and, and Chinese whispers that you're busy hearing from someone else or someone else who claims to be an expert and all of that stuff. We need to burst the bubble first. We need to understand the thing first. Then you can actually see that, no, man, Creative space, industry, entertainment, all of those things are not dependent on government or some messiah swooping in with some money to invest in y'all and pluck you out of your corners there and sign you and do all of that jazz that's been pushed for so long, you understand? Because people have been pushing these massive lies that, oh, post your thing on, on YouTube. If you're every day on lives with your music, somebody's going to see you. Uh, all of that crap. When that stuff gets put away and people actually start doing real work, then you won't depend on those people because there's a base here at home that's not being exploited. You understand? We're not pushing to our people. We're not selling to our people. We're trying to sell to our homies on social media. You can't sell to your homies. You, they know you. At the end of the day, as much as they love you, they're not going to try and see you up. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's human nature. Do you understand what I'm saying? So once we get out of these these so-called industry practices and your, your 101s and your roadmap to success and actually start doing real work, you realize we don't need those people because those people are another market. It's a market that you can sell to. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not something that you must depend on. How can you go to another man's country with everybody else that's trying to get into South Africa? you just in the line with the Zimbabweans, the Nigerians, the every I'm not trying to be xenophobic or anything, hold on. But you get what I'm saying? Let's get real, guys. You're coming from Swaziland. What, what are you gonna do that the Nigerians and who else are not trying to invest and everything to get to that same stage that you're trying to get into? They're taking money from their countries to do that. Swazis are coming there with the empty pan, pan handling, asking, please, play me on radio oh here's my thing on trace please play me on trace but have you seen anyone's thing pop because you're coming there on your knees 
You're not buying your way in. You're not backed by financial power. You're not backed by clout. When someone picks up the phone at home and says, yo, do you know this guy from SD? Yeah, that nigga's popping. All of those things are missing. And as long as that stuff's missing, you're always going to be going there as a beggar. Trying to be, you're just going to be the, 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 the parking guy in the parking lot of a supermarket, hypothetically. You know when you go and park your car in SA, that guy's asking for two bucks. That's what you're going to be if you don't come there with serious things. So I actually like the fact that you talked about YouTube labs and everything. And I remember we had, oh guys, we had a workshop, I think the past two, two weeks, where we're talking about creatives and everything and every challenge tribulations that they actually face. And you actually mentioned something that caught my attention because it was something that we had witnessed from a certain event that had taken place like recently. You spoke about marketing, that it's not only about posting on socials, you actually need to do the groundwork. You know? And I feel like that's what most artists are actually slacking on, because it's not about the music, it's not about having proper artwork, you know? it's actually being on the ground. And I'd really like for you to actually elaborate, because you are the one that actually said it. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, okay, let me give you guys some background on it. Because sometimes it's easy to maybe come across as a know-it-all or someone who's arrogant about a situation or something, right? So maybe let me clear the air first. Um, we have to put our industry in context, okay? You, we as a country are so exposed to the world, be it DSTV, be it all of those type of things, internationals, all of those things, that we are almost first world when it comes to expectations and knowledge right your first world in expectations and knowledge because you know what's going on in the states you know what's going on in uk you know what's going on in all these places that give you a certain perception and expectation right but now is that reality on the ground because if your focus is so outside have we ever taken the time to cultivate to have the situation here at home the same or to match up with our expectations, knowledge, and exposure, mm -hmm. right? So now what has happened is that through music and everything, because that's a deep one, but things like, you know, royalties and blah, 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 radio stations and all of those type of things, the lack of in the last 20, 30 years has put us a good 100 years behind the rest of the world. Because those are instruments that are part and parcel that help your social media presence and for the digital and everything to really make sense. So now here at home, we try to jump from A to Z. That's great. You understand? Not understanding that social media is now an extension of something that is actually working and moving on the ground you get me no, I you. because now you get people you, you can hear of a star oh wow this kid has got 100 million views you don't know that in the states you can get that from your city alone you don't have to go national so now when we're sitting this side and you see some kid doing that and you're like wow it's possible yeah, to it's pop easy, yeah, it's, it's easy do you understand because now we're trying to take shortcuts. You're jumping from A to Z. You don't understand this, this things like distribution, publicists. There's people on the ground who make this thing pump 
first before you can be somebody. We're looking at it from an outside looking in to say, ah, there's no platforms, blah, 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 arts and culture, yeah, yeah, in, in, <laughs> all that stuff, right? But you, you, you see an outlet, and it justifiably so. I'm not blaming anyone. This is the thing where it's easy for someone to come across as maybe you're arrogant on the subject. Because you're going to look down at all these kids that are wasting their time. Bashutama, camera, busy, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. No. My message has been that, guys, to understand this platform and how to use the ability to self-distribute and get all of these type of things. Understand the, the groundwork that goes in, the fundamentals, right? We lived off a time where our parties used to pop because of word of mouth. I'm sitting here looking at you guys going, dude, if I was, whoo, if I had social media when I was 16, it'd be rocking because people were coming from Nshangano, they were coming from these places. You're opening gates and people are in the parking lot waiting for you to open up. You, you understand? Oh, primo gambo. You understand? But yeah, it's, it's that type of feel. So now social media goes hand in hand with the groundwork. If you don't do the groundwork, if you're not going to go through A, B, C, D, those steps are boring as hell. Trust. They need a lot of work. They need a lot of grind. They need a lot of disappointment, investment, all of those things. But you want to jump from A to Z. This is why we have the situation we have. Because paid adverts, and, a, and dude, you can have 12 million people on Instagram. I don't care. If you promote your thing just on that and you hope that that's it, good luck. Good luck. Because you have now invested yourself and, and, and pegged yourself on hype and on that alone. Do you get what I'm saying? There's nothing solid on the ground. There's no foundation. There'll be a, a cat tomorrow that's playing with a thing that has more views, that trends more than and you tomorrow. Irrelevant. You are out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got nothing solid that you're pushing on the ground. You haven't hit the people. There's no one face to face. There's no interaction. You're not performing at schools. You're not doing malls. You're not doing the stuff that those people, you're what guys, you've got access to information. See how Bob Puffy, all of these people did it. They started at roller rinks and college parties and all of these type of things to get to where they get to. There's, if you want a formula, don't, there's, the alphabet is there. There's no A and Z in the alphabet. There's another 20-some-odd <laughs> letters in between. Yeah, actually, you also spoke about platform, and you actually have your own, yes. so yeah. please enlighten us. Because I actually went through the website, and it's pretty dope. Like, yeah. It's really clean, 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 clean. And I like the fact that people get to buy music and, you know, it's actually pushing for the people that can't do the work for themselves, but you know. It's, it, it, it's good that you mentioned that, that people should be doing the work for themselves. There's this thing that these platforms are supposed to be out here to push you. I'm putting this thing on iTunes, I'm putting it on Deezer, I'm putting it on SoundCloud, I'm gonna pop. Sit back like this the whole day, right? It's it, 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 the, the, okay, taking it back to Jelele. Yes, we have a platform, right? Um, Jelele.com um, was founded by uh, Sbura, King Sisu, Mchangase, and myself. Um, initially, like I said, this goes back to the first bit when you were asking, how did I get from 
the the the, the front I'm to the back. back yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? It's because um, I use this analogy a lot. Um, how do you have a bunch of soccer players and there's no soccer field? There's no playing field. Then you go from the playing field. What's the next level? There's no league. What happens to the league? Oh, geez, we need. Do you get what I'm saying? So that is basically, in essence, it, it wasn't something that was to say pre-planned and oh, I'm this genius or something. It just came about as a, a God putting different tasks in front of me because they're needed. So with Jelele and the concept behind Jelele is that Spur and I were like, okay, we have this international experience. We've lived overseas, we're living overseas, we're currently trading, we're doing all that stuff overseas. We realize the shortfall between the disconnect between Swati content and international, international right? And the first thing you need is a consolidated place to actually get the content because it wasn't about, oh, uh, there is no dope content. It was that, where do you find the content? If I'm not on your guy's social media, where am I going to start seeing your podcast? If I'm not on the next guy, if I don't see motion skies, if I don't see whoever stuff, if I don't see music videos because I'm not on social media, where are we going to find our stuff? So we needed a consolidated place where you can punch in on Google to just say, you know, Swati music videos or something, right? And there you would be able to get, you know, people putting their stuff. That was just the first bit, right? And the second part then started to come when we started to see the disconnect because people are like, okay, you guys are investing heavily in cameras, studios, you're getting the equipment at home, you're doing stuff, you're creating content. But you're pinning all your hopes on these platforms that you guys do not actually understand how they actually work, right? Because YouTube gives you worldwide access, but our country is excluded from a pay zone. It actually is. So you're going to be taking out, wait, before taking out, your parents are going to send you to school. Then you're going to come out and buy serious equipment, right? To pin your hopes on something that you're not going to earn money on. Doesn't make sense, right? And a lot of people that are also coming across, Spura is coming across, are doing the same thing. And you're putting super dope content online, but no one can see it. And you're putting it on a place where you can't really capitalize on the traffic because realistically, we don't have the population for you guys to hit mm. the views to even earn. Mm, true. Right? Plus, they're excluding you guys from adverts and whatnot. There's so many complicated stuff that you guys can't do. Do you understand? Product placement, all of these things that you can't do on YouTube. That we're like, no, dude, it's not making sense. Because if you guys get a thousand views, that's a, a significant amount in this country. It is. It, it really and you is. can start garnering on that momentum. You can start pushing on it only if it makes some sort of impact. So we decided, why not break it down, come up with some sort of system that will allow you guys to be able to capitalize from the little that you have to deal with to be able to use that little to build. Because if you sell 10 tracks at the money that you're selling it on iTunes, you won't get it at iTunes, but here, 10 tracks will allow you to get your next studio session. 
Mm. You're reinvesting. It's re-up. A lot of you guys are trap stars. You know how these guys work. You got to re-up after you sell your stuff, right? So it's the same, it's the same concept. You know, if, if we start thinking like that, to say, no, guys, stop looking out there and start capitalizing on home first so that you can go there strong. I'm not saying don't go international, don't go states, don't go those things. We do those. We travel those things. But we've learned you've got to come there correct. You need to be strong when you get there. You need to pay your way. You need to afford things and not be there on someone else's dime or favor. So the platform was so that it, we can create some sort of eco space. But then once we created the platform, bing, there's the next issue. People aren't really creating content in that style or can't afford to consistently, you understand? So how do we do that? We have to get into those spaces to do it, to prove that there is some sort of value for people to really take notice in our stuff you understand, in this country. The stuff you guys are doing, a lot of people are pushing. We need to work towards convincing our own people that, you know what, we are focused on getting this thing right, on making this thing valuable to you and us. And it works. So that's essentially that's what Jalil is about. It, it's to provide a platform for creators and people locally to be able to have a no-frills way to trade or to monetize or somehow benefit from their creativity. So touching on the inconsistency of artists putting out music, um, well, it's not me throwing shade, but do you actually, how, how, how would you say you gauge your, um, the Swati um, Awards, Swama Awards in the country? Because if there's inconsistency, then how is it that these people like, keep winning awards and how is it that we keep seeing them on top 20 when we don't even listen or buy, to the, buy their music? Because if we're being honest, 30 or maybe 60 or 70% of the population doesn't really pay attention to artists in the country. <laughs> you know, So I, you know, I'm worried about the Swamas is if we're actually in the right space to actually host them if we're still slacking. So this is why you guys are called the T. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I get you. It's cool. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. Um, no, that's a good question. That's, that's a very good observation, I would say, because um, awards should be about transparency. Transparency comes with truth. Right. I'm not going to be naming names or throwing <laughs> shade and everything. People know the country is small enough to figure it out, right? But you cannot set up a system where people are going for accolades and can try and claim, you know, song of the year and all of these type of things. If one, how are you collecting the data? Stats. Stats are very important because if you go to other people like the metros or whatever, all these places, the BTs and everybody. Usually there's even, to show you how invested these people are in, there'll even be an award presented by KPMG or something like that to show you that there's auditors that are involved. Mm. Because if I feel that I was robbed, who do I go and look or complain to and say, yo, dude, nah, man, my stuff was popping last year. I want to see how this guy won yeah, song yeah. of the year, you understand, without stats. So if there's no system of transparency, then the wards become a scam. They become baseless and awards become 
I would say secondary and even they'll take third place to the initial reason of why you have accolades. Accolades are supposed to give people in an industry something to strive towards. Um, soccer players have the World Cup, UEFA, what, what, you understand, you've got the Grammys, those type of things. Those things are something we work towards. If we all value that in the industry, it means it holds value. It means that the person who wins that has actually achieved something. And for your achievements, you must be awarded and people out in public must recognize you, companies must throw money at you and hallelujah, it's great, right? But now if you take away credibility from things like awards, everything else falls down. The intention of those awards become useless. The impact and potential of those awards become useless. You're now telling a kid on the street that, I ah, know there's a certain club there that needs to wear yellow t-shirts the whole time, they're gonna win the awards. The rest of us are not gonna win. Do you understand what I mean? Now you've, you've, you've got this two system going on in the industry that cannot afford not to be united at this point as we're trying to build it. Yeah. You see? So th I think that's as much as I can say because we could go really deep into that nonsense. But <laughs> as long as there's no transparency and we don't have some form of data capture of some sort for people to be able to say, okay, this is the reason why this person won the awards. Because when you actually look at it, they'll tell you it's a certain amount of public vote, then it's the judges, the panel, and blah, blah, Which blah. Which makes no sense, because last I checked, the judges actually had a higher vote as compared to the actual voters. You understand. So already, yeah, did the whole setup, it, it just lacks a lot of transparency. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And when you leave something to the public, <laughs> call it People's Choice Award, you understand? Don't call it the actual awards because the popularity. Because the Oscars are not left to people who don't know anything on the street <laughs> how to decide if this thing won picture of the year because of cinematography, what we we as the industry players, do you get what I'm saying? We have a different type of way of critiquing and have criteria and what is valuable to us. Not so. The public, they just led by popularity. No offense to the public. The public's always chowing what's popular. Mm. You understand? Today, it's, it's, it's Balenciaga. Tomorrow, it's LS. It's everywhere. It's going on. You understand? But if we leave it to the public, it doesn't say that don't give the public something that they can participate in. Have a People's Choice Awards, man. Social Media Awards, I see that they're doing their thing. It's, it, it's, it's I guess, the ability for the public to get into it, but I hear, <clears throat> so it might be a bit of a sticky point there, but let's go <laughs> back to the swamas. But I would say something like that, have people people's choice, and then have something that has a bit more meat to it, where there's stats and auditing and industry players and those type of things where we can truly award someone who can then take that thing with some sort of standing and credibility to go to other industries and say in my country I won song of the year but I'm always like and yo, really, I feel deeply about the whole situation because with me it's like we know the judges are there but 
they themselves don't have that much work to actually speak for them. So how is it that you actually have a criteria as to who gets to win a certain award? And, you know, because with me, I feel like everything needs to be started afresh from the you know, bottom to... So I can just cut it past the Grootmans, all of us, because there's just no way, like, no way. We can't have... Okay, I can't mention names, but there's certain people that I feel like, nah, man, you can't be in this committee because... There's not much that you're actually doing. Yeah. You know? Besides so, being a dinosaur and being out of touch with what's going on in the street. <laughs> you know, so I'm just like, like ah. but anyways, moving on. Um, yeah. but we actually spoke about copyrights in the meeting and people might not actually understand that because, you know, like one of the most popular questions that weren't only us there, but people generally have because we actually see these things on social media where people are complaining. No, I shared this idea with a friend of mine and they copied and they executed it and there's no proof. So what would you actually say to these people? How would you advise them when it comes to copyrights and everything? Okay. This actually is weird because it kind of still touches on what the last bit was about mm -hmm. in terms of people being in place. Right. Um, we have this problem in this country of everybody not admitting that they don't know. Yes. Everybody's an expert. Everybody's clever. And they don't know. If we don't humble ourselves to a point to say, guys, we want to learn yes. to make this thing work. We are still going to get more clever that are going to hold onto their position of power for dear life through their ignorance and everything of sort. You understand? And they will stifle progress and ultimately education because they do not want the people on the ground to see that the emperor is naked. And be able to be brave enough to say, this guy is naked. There's no cloak or whatever. The emperor has got no new clothes. You're lying. Do you understand? That knowledge comes, I mean, that power comes with knowledge. So now this trickles down to copyright and the current situation and oh, everybody's hoping tomorrow because there's a copyright board. Mm -mm. They owe us. You hear people even talking about what back pay, like they're government employees. Do you understand? It's crazy. It's wild, the conversation that's happening on the street and the expectation because, yeah, of, yeah. because of the lack of knowledge. Do you understand? So now, these people that are stuck in these positions have perpetrated the crime of not educating the industry in business practice, how we should do this thing, how industry should work, how we make money, how we bank. Allahs. You understand? Those people are... are are using their position to, to perpetrate this thing of keeping artists as they're just going to have plates at these big garden parties and <laughs> you understand you're just a wedding singer you're just there but you're not going to really progress because your progress is going to expose their lack of knowledge and that they should not be in these positions mm, mm, mm. and if you want to stay in this position educate yourself you do not know everything so now it comes to copyright and this thing with the royalties and all of these type of things. 
I can sit here and give you a lecture for four or five hours about the different royalties and copyrights and blah, 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 and all of those type of things. But that is not going to sink in unless you learn it yourself. It is not something that is hidden in the vaults of the Vatican like other stuff, guys. It's all over the net. The information is everywhere. You just need to peel yourself away from checking Kabza's timeline and go this side to the copyright and check what's going on. You understand? Because everybody on the street will tell you what Pori does in studio. Kabza drank this yesterday, so body, what, what, all of these type of things. But they can't tell you a damn thing about copyright. Royalties, a publisher, whose role is this, what's A&R, who's a manager, what his role is. All of those type of stuff. You are investing, you could invest the same amount of data into your education, which could take you further than you always just waiting for an opportunity to drop a demo off and beg these guys for a chance. Do you understand? In, in, in computers everywhere, garbage in, garbage out. They even tell you in life, what you spend your time on, you will get the rewards. You, if you spend money on something, you will see the effects of it, not so. Same thing with your knowledge in music and all of these type of things. It is something that is essential. Go and get the knowledge. It's there. Read it. Understand copyrights and all of these things because that is step one for us here on the ground to be able to get a place where we can start earning. Without a knowledgeable industry, you cannot have a copyright society, guys. Simple. Because it's like... These people are supposed to serve as people that know what's going on so that we can trade and work. It's like any industry. If you're in architecture, construction, you know how things work, where to get the permits, who's, to, who's supposed to be licensed, what you pay. There is no difference in music and entertainment. Same thing. Also speaking about the royalties, expectations, um, I think with certain artists, I think there's also this huge factor that you spoke about pay pay there's this huge factor that they seem to miss about piracy good see it's there you're going to have your songs or whatever uploaded on that platform expect to get cash Gani, the whole time your music is being you know streamed illegally at the back you know and you guys expect so much Gani. you're just being really really yeah the, the the you know what the pirates did they made artists go back to work can be very controversial what I'm saying but the pirates actually kind of helped collapse the pyramid scheme and the slavery that a lot of artists and everybody were going through for a long time because it started to somehow shift the power back into the performers hands you understand because when you understand why the music industry and how the music industry was set up then you'll understand why it needed to be collapsed and destroyed Okay, because these guys have set up a way of entrapping you and your creativity and your lack of knowledge in a very complicated system. So piracy now, what it is presented is what I was saying to people at that conference. It has presented you the opportunity, yes, to take advantage of it. What's Java told you guys that they were uploading their stuff for MT on data file host. They knew the stuff is going to be pirated and moved and pushed on the street because you kind of have to bank on that happening. 
you get what I'm saying? A person who's very versed and knowledgeable in the music industry will tell you, Vele, forget streams. <laughs> They'll laugh at you. They'll be like, dog, you're going to wait for that. Do you understand? Because the streaming and those type of things were set up as the last dying hope by the major industry guys to somehow keep a stranglehold on music. Okay? It was set up because they saw that, okay, this thing of selling units of CDs and whatnot, there's still the, 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 the artists still get a lion's share because there's some sort of record. We printed 100 CDs. I can see we sold 100 CDs. Where's my money? Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Now in the digital space, ha, you can play with numbers, do all sorts of stuff. You get this artist dizzy, dizzy. And the best part is they've managed to get everybody focused on likes and clout as value versus real money do you get what i'm saying so if you can convince a whole bunch of people that that is more valuable than actually living a better life if if, if you living fake on internet is better than you living a real life then you've got them because all you have to do is just give them a whole bunch of attention give them a whole bunch of likes give them TikToks and all of this clout on social media zero cash if you really complain about your lifestyle, you'll be the influencer. I'll send you free stuff. You understand? I'll send you a Rolex that you think is 60000 but a Rolex at cost price for Rolex is like $100 to make. So really, they gave you a $100 watch, and now you feel you're wearing something for sixty grand of real value. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's how that streaming stuff, guys, seriously. That's why we at Jelele, we have an online radio to use it as a method to promote the music that's on the site for people to buy because one day we know we foresee that the hoax is going to collapse this thing of people doing 0 0.000 what 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 per stream do you understand to something where i know that dude if i sell one unit i've got 18 bucks do you see so that whole thing of streaming guys Take piracy and use it to your advantage because piracy is collapsing the old system and it is giving you the ability to promote and distribute so that you can get bums in seats. That has always been the ultimate money maker in theater, entertainment, in everything. If there's no one paying tickets at the movie theater, if no one's coming to shows, COVID showed us. COVID showed us that your streaming ain't nothing, bruh. If there's no show, you're broke. You understand? So now use the piracy. Use this technology. Use this ability of social media and everything to back up your hard work on the ground to get bums in seats, to get people in your shows so that you can have real exchange of money so that tomorrow you can go and buy bread instead of taking your likes to the Indian and saying, look, man, I'm famous, but give me food. There's no exchange of currency there, right? So let's think of it. Let's be realistic, burst the bubble, and say, guys, look, use piracy. Yes, it's bad. But at the same time, it's getting people who really will like you and invest in you, they'll buy your music. Trust. They will. If you have some sort of value you bring to their life, they will buy music. But if you're just throwing it out there, hey, guys, here's my new track. 
but you haven't put effort into it you're not promoting you're not performing you're not doing something real you understand it's every day oh here my new track it's on Deezer it's on all streaming platforms blah 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 you just become now the chaff it's now song you understand look at everybody's posted song hey everyone my thing is on Deezer check me out hey I'm number one on iTunes if you were really number one on iTunes would be apps <laughs> that's what I'm saying so all of that type of stuff it got, becomes with education learn what these these platforms are doing learn that Apple actually the system the algorithm makes you chart and make you look like number one for the people in your country so that they can take interest in getting into the platform but cross the border you don't exist so now you've got some kid who's uneducated who's pinned so many his whole life you understand the hopes on these things here at home and he says I'm number one and he goes and posts it on Apple I mean on Facebook and Insta thanks everybody for supporting me and making me number one look I'm next to Drake on the charts for real if you were next to Drake on the charts like I said you would be ups your life your your life would be different trust you understand because something that trends worldwide you will have impact very huge impact to a very very you get what i'm saying so now if your track actually goes next to drake's on a chart wow dude you're moving <laughs> so i think it goes back to the same thing i keep saying guys we cannot not overemphasize the fact that go and see what you're getting yourself into research the monster and the beast that you are trying to invest your pinning your hopes your dreams you're wasting you and your friends your family's life trying to do but you're doing it flying blind you see get back to work guys hit the streets school concerts hit the malls hit the parking lots hit the parking hit everywhere hit the parks basketball courts you know there's no shame in getting out there. I think that's what this also the social media hype has got everybody into. Is now they expect that okay, because I got ten thousand likes tomorrow when I do something at the park, you get two two people showing up, and you're disappointed. You're not doing the groundwork, but those are two people that took their time out for you. That's an honor. Build on those two. Get to two, four, ten. You understand? Yeah. But it, it, it's, it, it, I cannot emphasize it more, guys. Go and research the beast that you're dealing with. Okay, I think that actually brings us at the end of today's episode. It has been an honor. And for the people that want to know more, can actually hit you up. And if they can, where can they find you? Okay. Um, the people that know me know that, yeah, I've always got an open-door policy. Because I think um, it's very essential for people like myself who have been doing this for a while to be able to talk to you guys and people who are younger coming in. We have to give our time and truth and experience to people. So um, you can hit me up uh, using, we've got a Jelele line, which is uh, like an, an email, which is good for your, like your general inquiries. So there's like info at Jelele. Info at Jelele.com or media Jelele.com. Then someone there is gonna see if it needs to come to me or other things, because I'm kind of busy. Um, but if it's really pressing, guys, hit me up on Insta. I'm at Dr. P underscore SD, I think. 
something <laughs> like that. I haven't been there for a while. Facebook, I'm there. Paul Tarvis, um, Dr. P as well. Um, if it's something pressing, guys, that's not, you know, I will give my time to people, but no, it's, I'm not going to be connecting you to someone to give you demos and blah, blah, blah. That, that's, I could give you advice on how to get your team together to be able to get you to a space to push your music and those type of things. It's serious stuff, but I'm still there, yeah. All right, thank you so much. And please, guys, like, subscribe, and turn on your notifications. And this episode will drop on Mondays, and it will drop on Mondays, every single Monday. So, guys, stay tuned, and thank you so, 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 so much. Yeah, there's a cut. Cool. No, this is dope, guys. I like what you guys are doing.